0: Good afternoon, and we welcome you to today's COSIDA Capital One listening and learning webinar and leading. We are pleased to offer discussion today on planning and prioritizing for the fall. I'm Jim Powers, the coordinator of athletic communications at Maryville University in St. Louis, and I will be moderating today's panel. It's an outstanding panel and a very timely panel with the events of the last month or so with you know, fall sports being moved and different things along those lines. So this is going to be a great panel, uh, some great uh, things that you're all going to be able to take away from our panel today. Uh, We appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, Before we begin, we'd like to say a quick thank you to our corporate partner, Capital One, presenting sponsor of our Continuing Education Series. As a reminder, the webinar will be posted later on today at kiposida.com. We will also have this as a podcast and you'll be able to download it from the services listed on cosida.com and we will place this webinar on our Cosida YouTube channel. We wanna hear from you. We've got a bunch of questions already that we are gonna make every effort to get through in the next hour. Uh, But if you have questions, we wanna hear what you have on your mind. Please use the chat box, which you'll find on the right side there. And we'll have plenty of time at the end uh with our panelists to address all of those questions if not we we do have a backup plan because this is such an important topic that we may do a part two uh for this panel uh, on demand later on in the week so we're going to make every effort to get through all the questions we've got a great panel uh, and it's going to cover all three of our nca divisions we're going to have mike gambardella the associate ad of strategic communications from yale uh from the division one side from the d2 side jaylen ellison she's the assistant ad for communications at william Jewell college and finally from division three from Sol Ross state university he's the director of sports information derek Polacki. so you know this is a great group they're coming all sorts of angles for you and we're going to get this thing kicked off with uh mike and Mike, you guys were kind of the first ones to kind of go down this road, so to say. So, you know, talk a little bit about what your plan is going to be for the fall, some of the things you guys are going to look to do on the Division One level, and especially at Yale.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much, Jim, and appreciate the platform to hopefully share some ideas that might help the rest of uh, Coastside out, and as you said, the Ivy League Uh, Seemingly kind of setting the tone for the rest of the conferences and colleges out there, you know, making the decision back in March to, you know, unfortunately cancel the men's basketball tournament and then spring sports soon after. And now it's crazy after yesterday uh, to see, you know, those power five conferences for football making their decisions that came nearly a month after the Ivy League had made their decision already. Uh, And again, I think we all realize that this is a health and safety issue. And and at the heart of it, we want to keep, you know, ourselves, our staff, our team members, especially our student-athletes extremely safe. Uh, And why now we kind of have to talk about, you know, the fall, what we're going to do to continue to be productive, uh, and those strategies that really kind of help us out and map it out. I think a lot of us uh, were forced into it back in March. We didn't really know what we were doing, what to expect, and we all kind of found what works for us. We've all kind of done it, whether it's pulling up TweetDeck to see, you know, what different universities and colleges are doing uh, and how we might be able to make that work for us. And I think that's the crux of it for uh, today's panel is, you know, we've done a lot of different things at Yale. You're going to hear a lot from Jalen and Derek about what they've done. uh, And hopefully some of it might spark an idea for you, obviously with different setups, uh, different, You know, team members, how many people you have. Uh, We've talked about in the past uh, panels about having a toolbox, all of the resources that are available to you uh, and making great use of them. Um my toolbox at Yale is very full. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't start this out without thanking my creative department, Neil Lindberg, Jeff Bell, Evan Ellis, my three SIDs, and Steve Kahn, Tim Bennett, uh, and Sam Rubin, who have been absolutely fantastic and unimaginably malleable in this situation. Um, where I'm able to kind of put a plan in forth. And they are the ones that execute this. I didn't make that. Jeff did. He's really talented. That's not me, but I know that and I take advantage of it. Um, You know, I was able to do some of these things when I worked at the D3 level at Catholic, and now at least I have that background to kind of share with everybody else. And we can start to put those strategies in place. Um, To speak on what we've done at Yale thus far, uh, we have had a month knowing what our decision was that, you know, there will be no competition. There will hopefully be practice. We've seen some Ivy League schools announce that they are no longer going to have students on campus. For us right now, we will, and we'll kind of progress with that plan. Uh, The thing that we decided that was going to be best for us is what I dubbed program meetings uh, to continue the communication that we've had and the buy-in that we've had from our coaches and staffs. So we set up individual Zoom meetings with each of our head coaches, our SIDs, creative department, myself, sports supervisor if they could, and then if their coaches decided they wanted their entire staff, a specific social media contact, and we were able to have an hour plus discussion on the state of their programs and how we can best serve them. We're so used to having games to dictate what we were doing, previews, recaps, awards, all of those things that are no longer available to us. Luckily, there are still some that will have that opportunity, hopefully, Uh, but right now we are not in that boat. So we decided kind of in the vein of what we've been through already and identifying that recruiting plays such a huge role in what our coaches need right now with a dead period, not being able to travel, that everyone now lives in this space, that everyone sees exactly what you're doing through social media and your websites. And we wanna make sure that what we're doing lines up with what our coaches need. Um, It was great to have those conversations, great to hear what they needed, and tough sometimes to say, no, we can't do that, but knowing that we can always pivot to say we can take that idea and fit it into something that could work for us. You know, we're not a Power Five conference. We are we are Ivy League. We have some resources, but we can't do everything. But we can always do something to help our coaches out. Um, we had some things that we decided were going to work well for us. We had our one bulldog nation platform, uh, when all of this came out in March and being able to, you know, thank and honor all of those spring teams that had their seasons cut short. This year is a little bit different as we're able to make that decision up front. Uh, so luckily a lot of our student athletes now will not lose time or years, uh, that they can come back and compete again. So we wanted to do things a little bit differently. Obviously, we continue to do all those social media trends, whether it be a facility Friday, wallpaper Wednesday, motivation Monday, throwback Thursday, uh, Tuesday escapes me, but Nina will yell at me later for not remembering that one. Um, And we're going to continue to do those things. Uh, We continue to monitor, monitor the professional leagues, those alumni that are now competing. We just had Uh, A premier lacrosse league champion made sure uh, to get stuff out on social that way. We can set up interviews afterwards, uh, whether it be those in the NFL, MLB, uh, Women's Professional Soccer League, once they get started up. uh, There's a lot of different opportunities to continue to find athletics and where it fits in for us and a, a digestible athletic component that our fan base is so hungry for. Um, some other things that we'll continue to do are on this day feature that goes for all of our programs, whether it be you know your coach's first game ever coached, their first win, milestone program wins, conference championships, NCAA berths, uh, scoring records, anything that really kind of builds those social media content uh, feeds for you throughout your teams. And with 35 teams, we definitely have a lot of content coming out. Um, But we want to make sure that we continue to do that. As I mentioned earlier, it gets more and more difficult when those previews, recaps, and awards start to disappear, and suddenly we're creating content truly in its earnest sense because there's no roadmap here. We're all on it together, and I encourage everyone to continue to look at what all of your peers are doing. Don't really just look to the Power 5. Look to a D3, a D2, an NAIA they might have some fun ideas that you didn't even think of. And I'm sure we'll touch on some and Jalen and Derek have some great ideas as well to share with you, uh, but continue to look for those. Um, I'll leave you with a few last ones that we decided uh, to continue uh, continue to do. Um, it is a new year, the 2020-21 season will start in some shape or form. Uh, so we were sure to change our look and feel Uh, when it comes to all of our graphic content across the board. So changing all the backgrounds for your Twitter accounts, Facebook, your avatars, um, making sure that even though, you know, we're not gonna have athletic competition, this is a new year for our student athletes and that means something to them. So we wanted to make sure we are changing that as well uh, and get people excited where they can. Uh, The final piece that we wanted to institute was an all decade team, kind of switching over that 2021 uh, allows us to really hone in on the past decade and what has really happened and honor those teams, get some great social content. And it's actually opened some doors with alumni and kind of getting to know their story. Um, Don't forget about that alumni piece. You, You will focus on your student athletes. And today I just found out that our defensive end is actually an artist. He does amazing charcoal drawings. Didn't know that. Guess what? He's going to be doing some for me shortly and soon enough. But don't forget about the alumni piece as well. Um, You know, we are truly blessed uh, at Yale and the Ivy League to have some amazing alumni, and we will continue to reach out to them and and really push forward with that. Um, And Jim, the final piece that I want to get before I turn it back over, I think I've talked long enough, um, that is really important to us here at Yale Is our social justice uh, and inclusion. Um, We don't want that to get lost. We we had plans for what we were going to do with games. Those now pivot for what we're going to do without them. Uh, Having task force with associate ADs, uh, assistant and associate head coach, administration, uh, really heading up the charge and working closely with them to build uh, web pages off of our own YaleBulldogs.com. Uh, And now actually starting in with a student-athlete group as well. So there is a membership, a council, uh, different events, whether they be Zoom and in-person, and really making sure that's at the focus of everything that we're doing as we continue to move forward in some unprecedented times. And unfortunately, we've been using that word since March. We'll continue to use it, and I'll continue to look and see what my peers do as well throughout this space.
0: Awesome, Gambo. And I'm going to ask you a quick question. And this was one of the questions that was submitted. And you mentioned, you know, some of the ideas staying, you know, relevant during, you know, on social media when there's not events. And I think you hit on one perfectly. I think all of our schools have, you know, some outstanding alumni. This is a great time, isn't it, to get them out there on social media saying, hey, this person went to Yale Let's utilize them on on some of our social media to kind of help with that. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. And uh, it was none more evident for us when we had a men's lacrosse player, Ben Reeves, who just won a national championship two years ago uh, and just got the NCAA postgrad scholarship. You're looking for those things that touch on and off the fields of play. Uh, As I mentioned, again, another lacrosse story, uh, getting a PLL champion who happens to be going to med school. Uh, as a employee of Yale, I cannot mention what school he's going to for med school. It happens to be up north and their colors might be maroonish, but I cannot mention their name by law. Um, but yeah, finding out those alumni features, utilizing your coaches, your development officers, your administration, have those conversations. That's why I led off with that program meeting. It becomes so important because you get that face time, in this setting at least, and um, To find out about your programs, about your coaches, you know, this is their baby. They know all of those people who have come before them. You know, we're lucky to have some coaches who are 30 years on the job. We'll have some newer coaches as well that will use our development officers to find those out. Um, But it becomes an exciting time, especially for some of the old guard of COSIDA, which started so much on feature writing and recaps we kind of get to go back to basics in a sense, you know, we don't have to do any of this fancy stuff as much that will accompany these great stories and feature pieces that we get to do as well. Um, But I guess that brings you to a great point, Jim, of, you know, finding what your strengths are, especially for those uh, departments that have a few different people, you know, if it's doing interviews in a zoom setting, if it's feature writing, if it's graphic design work, anything like that, find out what works for you and make the most of it.
0: No doubt about it. Thanks so much, Mike. We appreciate your knowledge, and I know we'll bring you back in here for some Q&A in a little bit, but let's go to the Division II side right now, and, and Jalen, you know, you, you've got you've got the unfortunate part of this to where you're a one-person shop out at William Jewell, and so a lot of the stuff is falling directly on your shoulders, so kind of talk about what your fall is going to look like and some of the things that you guys are going to be doing out in Kansas City
2: yeah um like jim said i'm the definition of a one-man shop i don't have a ga or student assistants or anything like that so i'm kind of a lone ranger um we will be having students back on campus uh beginning next week and so they're moving in um i honestly have no idea what it's going to be like we hopefully will make it through thanksgiving but they could also be headed home by mid-september we honestly have no idea um and i'm definitely somebody that likes to plan i like to know what's coming and what i need to be doing Um, and that's so that's really been a struggle for me this summer just not knowing what's coming what's coming Um, a couple weeks ago we got some clarity from our conference on what our fall was going to look like um or maybe rather what it wasn't going to look like um and so that really gave me an opportunity to sit down take a breath and say okay what now um and my focus has really kind of been two paths um very obvious paths First, what do we do if they're on campus and they're able to participate in athletic activities, uh, not competitions necessarily, but practices. And then the opposite obviously is, you know, what do we do if they go home? And then in the middle, we have some stuff of projects and things that I need to be doing and assisting our staff with, um, regardless of where our athletes are. And There were two other things I wanted to keep in mind as I was planning this. And the first was I'm a big believer in quality over quantity. Um, I don't necessarily think you have to post every day. When I first started, um, I would see division ones and they were doing that and they were getting great engagement and I quickly realized that the small college D2 um, in a big metro area, that's not gonna work for us. Um, And so we try not to do that and try to make sure that anything that we're posting is meaningful to some constituent group, if not multiple whether it be our students, our parents, our fans, our alumni, um, making sure it's meaningful to someone. And then the other piece is uh, without fall games, there's no reason that I should be working 80 hours a week like I might in a normal fall. So making sure that I'm not overwhelming myself and that I am planning for things that I can feasibly do in a reasonable amount of time. Um, And so with those things in mind, the things that I'm planning to do, as long as our athletes are on campus, several small things, but the kind of the main big three things are first, your traditional um, video series interviews, being able to bring our athletes and our students in, whether it be via Zoom or actually in person, you know, distance, um, and just talk about what's life like for them as humans. Um, I keep saying, what's it like on the inside? I should probably really come up with a better phrase for that. Um, But, you know, parents, they're not going to be able to come to campus. There's no games to come see. And so we want to know what life is like for those student athletes. And then for coaches it's what are you telling your kids and what are the services on our campus that you can direct them to so kind of in a secondary way plug some of those those offices like your mental health support services your academic support services and being able to support them um, in in their pursuits of their degrees and then the next thing is obviously practice coverage Uh, we are so sport deprived at this point that in my opinion as long as it's positive pretty much any sports content is going to be good content um, so, going out to practice and having those 30 to 90 second clips of practice, maybe a small sound bite with an athlete. I mean, that's something I can shoot on my cell phone. I can go in the office and put it into Premiere. Or if you're like me and learned Final Cut primarily in college, I still use that a lot. Um, you know, throw some music on there, a lower third, and call it good. That's something I can produce multiple times a week. And we get great engagement on that, anyways. And I think because, like we said, we're so sport deprived it's gonna be even more effective and more relevant for us at this point. And then the third thing is we don't have new games, so we're gonna look at old games. Um, In the Mabee Center, we have this room that's probably 40 foot long, and it should probably be in some kind of museum exhibit of the history and evolution of video technology, Um, because we have on the far end, we have the film reels from 1957, and then we have all the VHS and all the DVDs, and then all the way up to 2020 and the hard drives. Um, So we have so many games to choose from. And we've gone through and kind of identified some of those national tournament games uh, the national semifinal and final football games that we played in the early 1980s those nationally ranked you know teams that you upset or double double overtime wins things like that um, those are going to mean something to our alumni um, but our student athletes are also um, they love to see and hear about those people that played before them um, not every place is like that but our athletes really really do enjoy that and so we're going to focus on some of those games in kind of replacement of our once we don't have and then unfortunately if our student athletes go home which we certainly hope they don't but if it happens we're going to continue those video series um, just from a distance obviously um, and then we're going to shift into more championship recaps um, we have over 100 championships here at jewel whether it be conference region national um, and i when i arrived we had one record book and so i've spent the last five years doing research and it is finally going to pay off Um, that we have the opportunity to share some of those things and kind of relive those moments through, you know, photos, stats, newspaper articles, whatnot. Um, And again, kind of connecting with the alumni as well as with the current players. Um, And then we like Instagram takeovers. I know some people are kind of venturing away from that, but our athletes love it. They freak out if they get to be the person that does that. Um, And they love seeing their teammates, their classmates, parents love seeing their kids do it. And so it's something that's super simple changing a password and having a conversation about common sense and, you know, not using bad words and let them go. They, we've never had an issue with it. They do a great job and they love it. So we're going to do that. And then those things that, that we have, you know, we're going to focus on the traditional, um, Hall of Fame record books, things like that. But my big focus this fall will honestly be recruiting. Um, you know, we are a small private college with just under 50% student athletes in our population. And Like everyone, we live and die by recruiting. Um, And so I'm doing something pretty similar to Mike and also having those conversations with our coaches of just sitting down and asking the questions, what do you need? What do you want? Um, What can I help you with? You know, anything like that. What have you seen um, on social media, on someone else's website? Not necessarily just what's cool, what looks awesome, because that's great, but that's not really helpful. Um, And so but what can I help you do? And I think While that's gonna vary based on sport, you're also gonna find some themes that you can use across your department. For us, we've already found out that facility videos is something we really need. Um, We have a great admissions team that's done a phenomenal job with our virtual tours, but they don't include our athletic facilities. So we've signed 40 freshman football players and over half have never seen our football field um, because it's not an opportunity they've had. And so we've already started the process of creating some of those things. but I think you're gonna find that having those conversations is really important because some coaches are gonna to transition to this virtual recruiting a lot easier than others. Um, you know, we have a wrestling coach who started last week. Um, thanks Jim, came from Maryville. Oh. Um, we like him so far, um, but he's very young. He has no head coaching experience. He has, I believe four years, if correct me if I'm wrong, of assistant coaching. So he's, you know, not got a lot of experience there, but he's young, he's into social media. This is not going to be quite the shock for him as it will be for others. Um, You know, our baseball coach has been recruiting the exact same way for 20 years, and we had to tell him what Amazon was last year because he had no idea. So that kind of gives you an idea of where his technology level is. So some coaches are going to come in. They know what they want. They have an idea of what they're looking for and how to execute. Um, It's my job. And then for others, it's just getting the wheels turning and letting them know, When you get to that point that you figure out what you need or you come, you know, have an idea, I'm here for you, I wanna help you. Because like I said, as a small college with 50% student athletes, um, if my coaches are successful in their recruiting efforts, that's gonna mean that we're successful and the college is successful and more than anything sustainable. And honestly, in this financial climate, in my opinion, that is the most important thing is making sure that we can support our student athletes and we can be sustainable enough to continue to support them for years to come. Um, So anything I can do to help my coaches recruit and make their lives easier and better and connect with their recruits and their current student-athletes, those are the big things that I'm going to focus on this year at D2.
0: No doubt. And you mentioned record books. And I think that is the the vein of our existence, I think, for for everybody that, that is in athletic communications. But it's such an important thing. And This is a perfect time. And I know, you know, Jalen, you mentioned it. You know, this is a perfect time, too, if you haven't had a chance to really dig deep into your record books. This is a great time because you mentioned it. Alumni love to see where they stack up. The current students love to see where they're, you know, what they're shooting for. So, you know, the importance of record books are, are extremely huge and especially at this time.
2: Absolutely. Um, like I said, we had one record book. I've spent every spare minute of the last five years creating those. Um, luckily, we transitioned to Division Two about 10 years ago. So we had kind of a starting point, And now it's just building backwards. Um, and trust me, alumni look at them because they are first people to let you know if there's something missing. Um, but it's also a great way to let them know, like, hey, we are working on it. We do care about that because I think from interactions with some of our alums, they just kind of make this assumption that nobody really cares about it. Um, so putting it up there and making it a, a priority that says, hey, we're putting in the research and we're post- posting it on our website because we do care about what you did when you were here. That is really valuable to them.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And I know we're going to bring you back into the conversation here in a few minutes. But we, we've got to head down to the Lone Star State now and hear from, from Derek on the Division Three side. And, you, you know, Derek, you've got, you know, quite a bit down there. That you're dealing with especially you know at sul ross but also the division three side what is your plan and i think you've got a very interesting point of view on working with the university as well
3: well thank you jim first off jaylen mike and everybody that put this together and uh first i gotta give a little shout out to my uh, high school buddy joe fitzhenry assistant sid at university of scranton who would have thought a couple of saratoga springs high school alums would uh, be in the profession someday so that's really cool He texted me earlier uh when my when my buddy adam ledyard who's the uh, east texas baptist university uh savant over there said hey do you want to come on this and and uh, tell everybody what you're doing for the next couple months i said i said man i don't know what's going on tomorrow but at the same time i think we're all kind of feeling that we're in a rapidly uh, evolving situation i'm sure we all remember where we were in uh back in march when the sports stopped so we're all in an interesting time for sure but jim you did you did mention the fact of bringing the whole university together and like Jay Lynn, it's it's me and it's one other guy remember that uh part in major league two when willie mays hayes walks out with 68 people who are they well me and our guy my guy are our sports information department that's it so And what we try to do is put out as much as we can. But again, Jaylin, you hit the nail on the head that it's got to be quality over quantity at the D3 and some of the D2 levels. When the pandemic hit, we were in the midst of hiring a new athletic director and a new president of the university. So we were expecting change and it's already happened and it's been phenomenal so i've got a new boss that comes in with a thousand different ideas a new president that now wants to move part of his or his public relations department and sort of couple it with the athletic sports information department so he wants to bring everyone together so you're not reinventing the wheel right the wheel twice we can help them they can help us uh their public relations guy is a screenwriter my video guy is an emmy award-winning um graphic and video uh, savant i've done on-camera television live radio tv for for years so the fact that you don't bring those people together and then put a support staff under them wouldn't make sense so that's what we're doing and jim you hit the nail on the head when you said you know bringing everything together and that's important because then that helps us over in athletics understand more about the other departments on campus And some of the student athletes that are good at charcoal painting and whatnot, you learn that kind of stuff, and that yeah, and that's the stuff we want to know about as well. I remember we had a basketball guy last year that was a heck of a graphic designer, and we wanted to do something on that. And then you know things happen, and another project comes about, and it and it is what it is. So that's a big thing that we're working on, and it all comes together. We're working on an I Love Soul Ross campaign right now, but guess what? Student athletes love Soul Ross too, so we can bring their public relations over to ours. Use our facilities to get our student athletes involved with it, and it's one big happy family. Now, when the pandemic hit, it was what are we gonna do? And we were hiring a president, and we were hiring an athletic director, and we were kind of just kind of figure out what to do. First thing I did was I emailed every coach. Listen, these are my plans for the future. I want to know what you want. Tell me what I can do for you. I've got time. I'm at home. Now. I've got my computer. Most of us know we can go remote for a decent amount of time with some of the technology we have. Maybe it's not everything, but I had my camera. I had my computer. I had my Adobe Suite so I could do graphic and video editing. And my guy as well, uh, Derek Razor, that does that. So that stuff could be done. But also, you have think outside the box. There- four tournament we played connect four and i lost can't remember who i lost to tlu or southwestern adam would probably remember we were throwing gifs at each other and having fun with it and i had coaches texting me you better not lose to them and i lost so you got to think outside the box and we've done that from quick little coaches videos where i run in with a camera and say tell me a couple things and we put it together with music and a graphic and everything's good uh one of the things i'm i'm proud of is um and most of us will know that there's always more to learn and i'm self-taught in uh, photoshop a couple of tips here and there from people but i get better at it every day so I spearheaded recruitment graphics, and we see them all over the place. I'm sure Mike and and Jalen can attest to that. You get somebody in that's coming to play baseball, and they want something to show off. They go on Twitter, they'll find our logos on Google, and they'll say, "Hey, I'm coming." So let's give them something. You're committed. Let's go. So we, you you make a commitment graphic with who they are and where they came from and what position they are and a couple shots of the a uh, couple shots of the university, maybe the baseball field or the basketball court, and you spend hours on them just editing names and cropping pictures and whatnot and they freak out about them because they feel important you gotta make your student athletes feel important and loved because they're coming here to not just continue their athletic career but their academic career as well and when people see that high school friends of theirs that haven't graduated yet and they want to and they oh, I'll go to that place man that looks awesome look what they have facilities videos like, uh, like Jay Lynn said, we are lacking on those. And that's something we got to do. We want to show off our football field and our turf. We want to show off the Gallego Center that seats thousands of people. And it, it's just awesome. We've got an historic baseball field that was built in 1947 that had Norm Cash, Satchel Page play on that field. We got to show that stuff off. But it comes down to help. We are our sports information department. We can only do so much at one point. We want to put out, we're putting out a COVID video, an instructional video right now, just so when our student athletes get here, they realize the protocols that have been put in place, what they can and can't do, what the university has done to take a proactive approach. I've got my video guy on that. That's going to take him a week just on that. So I've got a table, a bunch of stuff that we want to do because we got to get something out on a deadline before we can get some of these other ones that just don't quite know a deadline but they're they're all written down you see my whiteboard back here they can attest that was full of stuff i had to erase it i just didn't want i didn't want to uh, spill too much of the beans and a couple of stuff so i took a picture of it and and uh put some awards and pictures back there but i mean and jaylin jaylen said we're not working 80 hour weeks but there's gonna be times where we might pull a 12 14 hour day already done that just cuz there's just there's just so much going on and again our profession doesn't know an eight to five something could happen at nine o'clock at night and you got to get typing it happens all the time i'm looking at my uh my list here uh throwback thursdays and stuff like that it's so it's so boilerplate we posted one about dan blocker who was hoss cartwright on bonanza i posted three photos and gave a little bit of a blurb about you know within the parameters of twitter's count there a little bit of a blurb about that on Facebook it got hundreds and hundreds of shares and likes. It got more shares than likes. More people shared it than just hit like. And that was just one of those I've got these pictures, I've got this info, let's throw this on there and it lit. You you never know what you got until you post it for sure, but at the same time like Jaylin said, quality over quantity and utilizing your history. We've got six we got video from 1965 colored football footage. That we've edited down, we're going to get some of the players from that team to zoom in with us, do an interview, talk about what happened. You got to talk about your history with the books and the footage you have, because at the at the same time, you cannot let them be forgotten. Yes, the current and the future is great, but you wouldn't always be where you were without your past success, and that's what we got to capitalize on as well. And uh, I thank you for your time, and can't wait for some questions.
0: Well, we're, this one's for you. This is coming directly from you know D3. What's your recommendation for keeping student staff engaged with projects, specifically interns who need to do internship credit hours?
3: Well, if we can get some interns and some staff, I'd love to have them, and it's something we're talking about. But you know, it you gotta get them, you gotta get them started on something. And what me and my team, that's slowly being assembled, to what we're doing with the with the other side is logging logging uh, video we've got video but we don't have we need we need a database so we can go oh i want to find this player because he's going in our hall of honor and we need video right now i'd have to go find one of his games scrub through it can okay log, okay that that we got that we got that we got that edit it down put it together we need to streamline that put them in front of the computer, say you're going to watch these three basketball games today and you're going to tell me every little thing that happened, you're going to chop it up, you're going to put it, you're going to mark it, you're going to database it. So we can do that. And that's worth something to them. They need to have that kind of stuff. So when it comes down to it, who knows, a couple of years down the line, they're editing highlights and they've got a knack for it. And it's all, you know, muscle memory and whatnot. But at the same time, we want to teach. I think all of us here, we want to teach and we want to instill what we've done. I've called games from division one basketball to high school, to football, lacros- not lacrosse, field hockey, baseball. I've done everything but about bowling. I wanna teach people. I've shot division one uh, for U Albany football uh, on sideline camp. I've done some really cool stuff in my time. If I can te- take one of these interns and teach them, this is what you do with a camera. And then this is how you put it on. And this is how you edit it. So down the line a couple of months from now, hey, you're not just logging stuff. I want to send you out there to do that project, bring it back to me so I can focus on something else. That's worth its weight in gold. So and and again, you also want them to you also want them to think outside the box and come to you with ideas. I can tell you to do this, 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 this and this. That's great. But I might be forgetting about this and that. Tell me what you think. You should be doing at the same time because one of these days you're going to tell me something and i'm going to go that's brilliant let's do this how do we do it talk to me so again it's it's give and take it's it's ebb and flow and uh it, it, it's re- it's really just uh finding a happy medium of stuff that you know they need to do but also letting them kind of spread their wings at the same time while teaching them something
0: you know and the one thing i'll throw into that for, for everybody is this is going to be, you know, a time to where if you have new interns, we all know for those of us that are not that don't have anything in the fall, but we have everything in the spring. This is a great time. And Mike and Jalen, I'll ask you to chime in. This is a great time if they're not familiar with Stack Crew or they're not familiar with Genius or you know Presto. This is a great time for them to sit down and train. I know we have a new GA here at Maryville that's starting. And one of the things is we're going to teach him how to do genius for volleyball. We're going to teach him how to do baseball. And I think that's, you know, going off of what Derek said, I think that's going to be invaluable because it's going to be a great teaching point, but it's also going to be much needed in the spring. And Mike, I'll start with you on your thoughts with, you know, interns.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree completely with Derek and yourself. Uh, we actually just created a brand new uh, internship page off of yalebulldogs.com and that's, Not just for athletic communications. That's for all of our departments because we realize that that's something that we're going to have to take advantage of now. Uh, I think we've all kind of felt the pinch on our budgets. Uh, Unfortunately, some of us are free agents now uh, because of those budget crunches. Um, So we're going to have to use those people in need of internships. So whether it's being able to teach them, you know, stat crew and genius and all those game day projects or stat keeping systems when it gets to the spring, especially if a lot of those fall sports end up running over to that side. We joke often about how we can clone ourselves. Well, guess what? This is how you do it. You find the 18 year old version of me, tell him, well, please go to class first and foremost because you didn't do that the first time. Do it now. And then learn the stat crew program as well. Um, It's there's the invaluable uh, pieces there that we definitely want to take advantage of. um, And I think it's, Also, we're going to have to help each other uh, when it comes down to it, especially if the spring goes the way that it is leaning a little bit. You know, I'm going to have to, you know, dust off lacrosse stat crew. You know, I'm going to have to, you know, get on the microphone and be the public address announcer. You know, I'm going to be calling Sacred Heart or New Haven. And likewise, they're going to do the same for us because we need people to help out. And you know what? It might actually just be in an intern capacity because our budgets can't sustain that. Um, you know, we're going to look to help each other because we are in some tough times right now and we're going to have to be creative about how we're doing these things. Um, You know, we don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because we don't know what these things are going to hold for us. You know, we were very hopeful that we would be planning for a normal fall. Unfortunately, we are not. Um, But again, I think that creativity and utilizing uh, interns, whether it be in a remote setting or not, uh, getting the chance to actually get hands on and teach them in this setting, uh, the same way we talked about being able to go through your archives, you know make those photo and you know video databases, get your record books up to date, all those things that we've talked about you know I wish I had time to do this, you know, but I really need just to take a week in the summer and finish out the rest of my projects. We actually have that time now, so utilize it where you can and try not to lose your mind in the process.
0: Jalen, hey you want to chime in on that?
2: Um sure. We're a little bit different. Um I only prim- use work study students. Um up until like three years ago, I didn't even know that people actually had budgets for paying people that weren't work study. Um but that's just how we, we operate in athletics here. Um and so we're kind of in a boat where budgets are not really an issue because it's federal money. Um but we do have kids that they primarily work games, um, but without games, you know, they still need that money. Um, You know, we have one of our students whose father lost his job due to the pandemic, and so she's, you know, really needing the opportunity to work. So we're trying to find some of those smaller things of logging video, a lot like Derek said, um, you know, updating record books. We have series records that need dates added to them rather than just scores. And so any of those small things that that we can help them do um, so that they can still have um, a paycheck that they need uh, to make it through their semester, then we're going to find something for them to do
0: awesome well we've got some questions from everybody uh tuning in uh we're gonna get through as many of these as we can and we actually got through some of the questions that were sent to us before and we'll try and get through some uh others of those uh from uh, kevin mahoney for those of us that are still moving forward with fall sports how can we capitalize on it we kick off a six game schedule on october 1 in mississippi junior college should we attempt to get games on ESPN 3, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Gambo, I'll start with you. It's
1: just because we have our deal with ESPN. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, the, the best advice I can give here is, you know, you, you hit it on the head. You've got an extra month and a half here to prep for all those games get your production quality as high as it can get. And yes, absolutely. There are people who are desperate for live sports. There are just those college uh, athletic enthusiasts that see that as true sport. They don't want anything to do with pro sports. So whether it's gonna be, you can get ESPN to pick them up, or if you're just gonna do it on your Facebook platform, there's gonna be more eyes on now than there ever has before because people are just so desperate for content. You know, whether it was the NFL draft you know, whether it's the return of baseball, you know, people are so excited and the numbers are through the roof. Look at golf, you know, people are desperate for sports. So the more more work you can do on the front end to get those production values up and your game broadcast ready, the more chances you will have to get even more eyes on than you ever have before.
0: uh, Jalen, Derek, you guys want to chime in on that?
2: I mean, I would just agree. um, Certainly, you know, having that extra time to plan and I think it comes down to you know, most of us, I think, at this point, are not playing. And so, if you're one of the few that gets the opportunity, take every advantage of that. Um, put your name out there as far as you can get it, because um, it's going to do wonders for you, recruiting-wise, and even just for the the non-student athletes recruiting. Um, yeah, I, t- I think take advantage of every opportunity you can as long as you're playing.
3: Yeah, they're they're both right. There's not much more to add than that. But uh, you know, make the product the best you can because those eyes are going to be are going to be on you. Remember, they're going to be fixated on you because so few are playing so you know shoot for the shoot for the sky there but again that extra time is going to be huge to tweak a graphic or try something you haven't before with within your limits i know that's something we always try to do with uh, all of our our broadcasts and our streams year to year hey what do you think we add this or try that so utilize that to try it and again just to just to fine tune everything uh you know once the eyes are on you
0: okay from allison hogue and this is for everybody for those that are currently free agents how can we stay productive during the fall? and unfortunately where we are we are seeing that and we are going to see that in our profession so i'll let you all pose this to everybody you know how can what advice do we have for those free agents out there
2: i would say those of us that will be playing in the spring um or even in the fall you know we're probably going to need some help so find some of those departments that need some help Um, even if it's the smaller stuff um, and if you're still available in the springs everybody's going to need help and find those people and volunteer in any way you can
1: And I would just echo that, you know, thoughts and prayers of everybody who has unfortunately, you know, been laid off or furloughed or had to go through that right now. And um, I'd actually tell everyone that is in the position where we do still have our opportunities to look at the schools around you that have gone through those things and identify those people. And if you have the opportunity in your budgets to just bring people on, even if it's for a few hours to help with those record books, those graphics, you know, those special projects, take advantage of that. Uh, to help each other out in this time, uh, and for those that are looking for things to do, do exactly the same. Reach out to those schools and universities around you. You know, hopefully they can you know get you uh, into something. You know, and if not, try and take advantage of the time to better yourself in an area where you haven't had the opportunity to do it. If it's you know a graphic design, video production anything like that. If you need to work on your writing, your editing skills, you know, make use of your time. You know, don't just sit back and you know say, okay, I'm going to get through this. Try and be proactive as best as you can uh and use that to the best of your ability.
3: Yeah terrific advice from Jalen and Mike. And the one thing I was going to add was don't get rusty. Don't be complacent. Try something new. I mean I'm I'm still on the job and I'm learning something from Photoshop or Premiere every day. That helps me do better in my job because there's going to come a time where people are going to come knocking and there people will hire people again and people will hire people now again, even if it's for a couple hours to help you do this. If you're a tremendous graphic editor, I know there are schools around that are probably looking for graphic editors. Maybe you freelance yourself out for a little bit. Maybe you do something that has nothing to do with sports, but you can still utilize the crap that you have, whether it be graphic editing, video editing, voiceover work, on-camera work. If you've got that, there's other places that are thriving right now, even given the current circumstances. So don't always limit yourself to, if you're thinking, I wanna work in sports, that's fine. But there are other channels and avenues out there that can utilize your potential and your expertise.
0: Outstanding information right there. From John Barry Assuming all sports will take place in the spring, given the intense game management demands, what sacrifices do you think you're going to have to make?
1: I think unfortunately there will be a lot of sacrifices and I made the joke about cloning yourself but there's only so much you can do and we've already talked about you know quality over quantity you know when that quantity starts to go up the quality is going to go down so you're going to have to identify okay if I'm trying to do a football game at the same time as a lacrosse game I can only have so many people in the same at the same time you know we obviously realize that the stats piece of that needs to be there you know the broadcast piece might not be there uh, I think now, especially through pandemic and the climate that we're in, everyone understands that. You know, some diehard fans will not, and we'll deal with the backlash on Twitter. We always do, um, but we're going to make those hard decisions. You know, the game day operation, the stat, the statistical piece of that uh, is going to be at the forefront. Unfortunately, the the broadcast piece and perhaps you know the Twitter updates, the graphics you know, we won't be able to do those things. And we just need to start those open and honest conversations uh, with our teams, with our administration right now. So they realize what will happen if we decide to run these simultaneously.
3: You need to realize your capabilities, but also be rational and not try to drag yourself in 16 different ways to try and get everything done the same way. It's just not going to happen unless you've got a support staff or one person We got an sid that can go to every game i don't see that happening it's me and it's my guy and if we have football basketball and i don't know soccer all at the same time you know it's just it's 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 almost implausible but it's a possibility for many schools no matter what division you're at and you just got to be honest with your superiors and tell them listen you know what we can do during normal times but these aren't normal times so something is going to have to suffer and it's probably a broadcast or a social media component because again stats are important but even for 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 universities where you, maybe you have one statistician because normally we don't have games that go simultaneously we have a soccer and a football game the same day but there are a couple hours before so i can run over and do the other You might have to figure out where maybe live stats don't happen and you've got somebody keeping a book so you can go in later and input the stats and get them to their respective places. So the best advice I can give is once you figure out your schedules, you've just got to itemize everything that gets done, list the capabilities that are possible given the time, rationalize that tell you, superiors. listen, this is just how it's going to be. This is the best we can do, again, given the circumstances.
2: Yeah, I would echo both of those things. Those are conversations we've already had, you know, with my AD on, you know, this is, if this is the way our schedules work out, you know, granted, we don't have those yet. Um, I'm a little bit frightened to see them, I'm not going to lie, um, you know, but this is the amount of potentially money that we will need to hire help, and if we can't have that, then it's already conversations with coaches saying, hey, you know, you need to be prepared and you need to prepare your parents to understand that there may not be a broadcast. There might not even be live stats. If we don't have the staff as a one person shop, if I can't hire out or there's nobody available, it may be the softball coach keeping a book or the volleyball coach providing game film afterward. Um, and I think that, you know, just having those conversations as early as possible and helping people to understand that, like, like Derek said, it's not normal times um, and you're only one person.
0: Absolutely. Uh, From Robert McKinney, what are some good options for website content without game recaps and season previews, wrap-ups amongst uh, among feature story ideas? Uh, Do you have some unique ideas? And I'll throw one out that that we did in the spring. uh, Once all this stuff, you know, kind of happened, we actually emailed some of our seniors that were graduating, and we did a senior spotlight. And we emailed them five questions, and it's their words. We didn't edit we didn't really do anything i mean we cleaned it up to make them sound good but you know we we utilize that to kind of put a spotlight on some of these outstanding seniors especially the spring sports seniors that lost that season so that's just one of the things we did here at maryville i'll throw it out to you guys for some ideas that you guys may have
3: i i would say one important thing and jim that was a a fantastic idea is my boss always tells me you got uh, sports is supposed to be fun and we know that that's why we play the game and that's why we do what we do but even even given the current circumstances people people need a laugh and they need a release so we started sporadically based on time putting out videos that kind of echo what this is sports center used to do have fun you've got your coaches there write up a, write up a script and, and 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 shoot something we put out a couple of them that had to do with just one of them. We turned our former SID, my old boss, who worked in PR before he left, we turned him into Clint Eastwood, basically, and had him had him help out in a mundane situation where I had caps lock on and turned it into a, a western thing and called him the ringer. And the town went crazy for it. Social media exploded in it. Like, have fun at the same time, because in, in with your student athletes, if they're going to be on campus, I, I I approached two of them earlier that were that were just shooting hoops distance mask was on always wear the thing when you're uh when you're within that and i said guys we're going to try new projects and and we're going to come to you and we're going to want you to be on camera and you know show up your personality and their eyes lit up they want to be involved in this stuff you never know if you've got some or has done skits in college or was in a play or or has you know the ability to be on camera and do stuff like that because then when you put those out they're frenzied it up their parents eat it up, their siblings eat it up, their hometowns eat it up. And that's just a great way for some, a little levity in this situation.
2: Yeah, I would add to that. One of the things we've done in the past um, and with our volleyball team at one point, we had them essentially play Pictionary um, and they had to draw, they're horrible artists. And it's hilarious. Um, So just doing little things like that in terms of social and then on our website, um, that's kind of where, like I talked about earlier, when we start doing championship recaps and things like that. um, If we don't have current games, we're going to look back at some of the old games and kind of look at that history um, just for some fresh content on our website.
1: And I think you make a great point, Jalen. it's you know, so much we've had to look forward, what's next, what's next, what's next, we can actually start to look back a little bit of what happened before us. We can look back a hundred years ago, we can look for that content uh, and tie those in for different things we can say specifically on this day. And that's kind of the great part of this is that there is no roadmap, you know, be creative, try new things, Um, look back, see what you can find, you know, on social people are gonna see things that, that might hit differently, you know, is it that old timey photo um is it that current student athlete that has a special talent that you can utilize um you know we talked a little bit about re which we're going to do as well um do we bring in students to be interviewed during those re to talk specifically about plays so you can hear from them as they're watching themselves what's going through their head as they score the game-winning goal they get to ch- a chance to break it down you can go farther back you know, do reairs from the 60s and 70s, 80s, 90s, if you have it, and bring back those star players. You know, try and get everyone involved as best as you can right now. Um, you know, as we said, there, there's a lot of time for us to do these things. Some of it is going to be a lot easier for others than it is for, uh, for us. Um, but just try and identify things that might work for you. As we started off with saying you're going to get a lot of different ideas. Don't feel that you need to try all of them. See what you have at your disposal that's not going to keep you there for eight hours a week. Uh, And you can actually turn it around to get some great content that's going to get your fan bases, alumni, and administration really behind your cause.
0: Awesome stuff, guys. We got time for a few more questions. And once again, you know, we have a bunch of questions that, that were sent in. We tried to work through some of them. You know what we're gonna do is we're gonna get the four of us together on a zoom here in the next couple of days and go through those and we'll do a, a part two to this to go back to some of those questions and everything we'll put those on you know on the on-demand on cosida.com so you know we're not shying away from any of the questions it's just we're in a time crunch right now so uh sean Medeiros had a great question and want to say hey to sean and you know once again and derek real quick division three uh d3 side you guys are doing a really cool thing i believe tomorrow if i'm not mistaken or it's coming up very soon august
3: 19th is what i have uh yeah. there's, a, there's four different things going on and one of which my uh, my good buddy uh adam ledyard is leading you got social media strategy recruiting and creative projects uh, overall sid strategies managing staff whether it's interns assistants ga so a lot of the stuff we talked about Student athlete engagement conference offers perspectives and strategies and uh, and video strategies and telling your story. People from Middlebury, ETBU, Iwu, Messiah, Babson, Manhattanville, Northwest Conference. I mean, there's there's just so much going on there for you to learn. That I mean, we've given you some great stuff, but you've got phenomenal people coming up for the for the D3 event that uh, you really got to check out.
0: Absolutely. So we want to make sure we give a plug to that as well. So, Sean. Sean's question, um, and real quick answers to this, guys: how is everyone promoting the academic side of their school's offerings? If we're being tasked with helping with recruiting, that piece is always equally as important.
3: Everything we, we don't have
1: it. To, go ahead. <laughs> it. So we, we don't have any academics. We don't really focus on that at all, so I really wouldn't know how to answer that question, so I'm going to turn it over to these guys.
2: Um, for us we started a couple years ago that we do pretty consistently um, it's just basically a why jewel. Um, it's a question we ask them every year and when they sign um, they you know we go through and kind of find those answers when, on their forms and then we take a photo of them and, and put simple graphic together or even just a quote on Twitter and, and a photo um, and for most of them the answers are not really about athletics they might mention a coach or the team they really liked but for the most part um, at jewel. You know we're very high academic standards here, and so 99% of them it comes down to the academics, and that's why they chose it to begin with. So we share their direct words. Our students are our best recruiters.
3: And I think we're all in the same sentiment as we realize that whether it's advertently or inadvertently, we are all recruiters. Everything we do has an eye from somewhere. And it can be a high schooler or a potential transfer or someone that wants to come back and come to graduate school, whatever. So when it comes to that is, and our live stream capabilities are phenomenal, we reach out to the enrollment side and say, give us commercials, give us content. We've got all this ad space and we've got hundreds of listeners or or, or viewers per game. Let us play your commercials. So we take exactly, this is why you should come to Sol Ross, this, and phenomenal commercials that the enrollment side does. So to play those and uh, to put them out in our social media when we can, and to also like with my new job, or my new co-venture with the PR department, we can help with the I love Sol Ross. I can grab a camera and I can go shoot that for him because I have a couple spare hours that between projects. So again, when it comes to that, you've, you've, you've got to reach out a hand And when a hand gets reached out to you, because I know many of the SIDs that are on this panel right now, I I, I saw so many names I knew. A lot of you can edit. A lot of you can graphic edit. A lot of you can shoot. A lot of you can voiceover. A lot of you can be talent. If someone comes knocking on your door from enrollment or or sciences and says, "Hey, I like what you did there. Can can you lend a hand?" You're gonna, you're gonna. Right there, lend a hand to recruitment when it comes to not just student athletes, but students in general. And you know, a rising tide, you know, rises all ships. So, and I think student and athletics and student athletes and the university in general, they have to go hand in hand because again, we're all at the end of the day trying to come up with the same result.
1: And quickly to give a a real answer there, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh,
3: Go ahead, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I guess I will so uh, it's student athlete obviously so this is an opportunity to really put the focus on the student piece of that and for us it's really looking at our alumni who have gone on to do great things when the pandemic hit immediately it's okay who's who's a nurse working on the front lines who's a doctor and actually working for a cure uh Yale was actually able to partner with the NBA to look at efficacy of certain drugs and, and treatments and possible cures Uh, for COVID, so finding those tie-in stories, work directly with your alumni offices to find out who's actually involved, have your coaches, a lot of them have their own alumni network. So who's working at the fortune 500 companies. And again, that comes full circle. Now that's recruiting, you know, you're able to see not only did they score 500 goals, but they're also, you know, running this hedge fund on top of it. You know, the tagline is, you know, a four year decision for the next 40 years of your life. So it's right there for you do some digging find out about your academic side of your institutions you know many times we're so focused in uh, on our teams because we have 35 of them and we need to be uh, let's utilize this time uh, wisely and, and definitely put academics at the forefront of that
0: absolutely guys well we are at the top of the hour and once again we are gonna get these three back together again here over the next couple days but i know there's some questions left in the queue and i know we've got some that were turned in from earlier um and we're going to you know go ahead and pose those questions to this great panel and we'll put that up on demand on cosida.com but if you have any other questions if you've seen the promos that have been on twitter uh from the cosida website uh, from the cosida twitter uh feed feel free to Shoot us all a direct message via Twitter and all that stuff. We'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. But thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you taking some time out here, and I'm gonna thank you in advance for taking a little bit more time than we're gonna ask of you um, here in the next couple of days. So we'd like to thank everybody. We'd like to thank you for joining today's session, and once again, a big thanks to uh, the three of these individuals here. Reminder: This will be on demand on COSIDA.com later on today. It'll also be in a podcast form and be on our COSIDA YouTube channel. We'll have all the links for you on the COSIDA website. We got a lot of professional development stuff coming up over the next bunch of months. Make sure you're constantly tuning in to COSIDA.com uh, for later on in August and throughout the fall. We're gonna have a ton of information. We've got a lot of things planned coming up here in the fall for everybody. As we continue our listening and leading series as part of the continuing educational side of things, we once again want to thank our great corporate partner, Capital One. Thanks so much to our panel. Thanks so much for you to tuning in and taking some time out of your day here today. We hope you enjoy the rest of the summer. Please stay safe out there, and we will see everybody very soon on our next listening and leading webinar right here on COSIDA.